this is Randy Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Cole, and I'm going to be talking about the bone-chilling origin of a Halloween favorite of ours, skeletons. Fun. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about favorite costumes. This is Sydney, and I'm going to be talking about chrysanthemums, your mom's favorite. That's a mouthful. (laughs) We are in the throes of uh, right before Halloween, so we wish you a very happy Halloween spooky season as we come on to the actual day of Halloween uh, soon. Um, So we have fun activities uh, that we're doing associated with Halloween. In fact, today... Um, the Muppets Haunted Mansion takeover came out. It did. Oh, it did. It. And we have not watched it yet, so I'm excited after this to go watch that. Fun. So that should be very fun. Hopefully, it's very good. And that's on Disney Plus. That's on Disney Plus. Yes, awesome. exactly. Um, we also had some pictures from Beth's mom, who's visiting um, her granddaughter, Beth's Mom's, niece, right. in Arkansas. And we got some pictures of Brooke's front yard. So why don't you tell us about that, Beth? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just her front yard or if it's her front yard and side yard. Um, it is. It's apparently Brooke loves Halloween, so she she makes her yard into a spooky, like a whole scene place. Yes, there are huge spider webs. Huge and ginormous spiders in there scared me <laughs> um she has ghosts tombstones so many spiders tombstones like a huge spider like massive person like, sized spiders they're yeah, like ginormous they're just so big and there are skeletons in there and i see a bat skeleton Ooh. i know Skeleton. and it looks like kind of an older spider that has a it's huge, but it has a little bit of a smile. That's a little nicer. <laughs> That's a nicer one. But it has it has tombstones, and it looks like it has skeletons coming out of the ground. So it looks super cute. Yeah, it's a whole fun setup that we really like to get. We love going and looking at people's houses that are all decked out for Halloween and for Christmas and any other you know occasion that gives people an excuse to take things out. And we've got two fall weddings to go to. Um, One is this weekend that Beth and I will be going to in Ohio. And then one is next weekend locally here. So maybe they'll be decorated for fall. I don't know. But at least the nature around them will be decorated for fall. And with the increasing amount of Christmas stuff on sites and in stores, I have started purchasing... Christmas gifts for uh, my little puppy Noel. Oh, be quiet. She's under the table. She might hear you. Oh. Okay, whisper into the microphone <laughs> yes, what you got yes, her. That's right. Um, and I have a lot more to go, but hopefully she will remain good. <laughs> a lot Christmas. more to go. There's a lot more to go. <laughs> well, I, I purchased one. Oh, she gotcha. will remain good. So she's been good so far. Let's say yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the purpose of this exercise. <laughs> <laughs> She's been cute so far, though. Yes. So, yes, okay. So the cuteness balance. It's like uh, when you have kids. The cuteness balances out the... Um, Behavior. The behavioral yeah. Yeah, flaws that may or may not be there. Says you, but okay. <laughs> Says you, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited. We officially got our house approved. Uh, the house that we were applying for. Yay. So we got... 
approved by the realty company and the HOA down in Florida. So we are all set. We are through going through the process now of getting utilities set up. Uh, we just rented our moving truck uh, that we managed to get a good, really good deal on. And it's just all that that fun moving yeah, stuff, fun stuff that's really stress free, you know. Right. And yeah. For any new listeners, Cole will be moving down to Tampa, Florida, um, in two weekends. So yep. a couple, like basically when this comes out, he'll be um, moving down there. And yeah, I will have been down there for about a day or two. Yeah, exactly. At that point. At that point, yeah. Um. So that is that's super exciting. Yeah. And. We're on uh, we're on Tampa Bay. We're a little south of Tampa proper, um, but it is you know if you think of Florida, think much more ocean side of things than like bayou side of things. That's right. So me. it's on the Gulf side. So it's on the Gulf, but yeah. on the coastish. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, it is. It, on the it coast. is on the coast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's it's super exciting mm-hmm. uh, and equally super stressful and yes. time consuming process of uh, getting that move. So we're all looking forward to. Being down there and done with that. Yeah, and all settled. Yes. And right before Halloween. Just in time for Halloween. Just in time to put on a few things for Halloween. And, and exactly. Well, I'm moving to a little, like, subdivision, too, which means there's probably going to be trick-or-treaters there. So you're going to have to get some candy. So I'm going to have That's to get true. some candy. I'm going to have to put some stuff up. We're going to have to... It's going to be a whole yeah. uh, process for this very essential activity of <laughs> participating in trick-or-treat. That is very true. Yeah, it'll Becoming be interesting part to... of your community. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if you get a lot of trick-or-treaters or if they have centralized events. I know up here, there's some subdivisions that are huge trick-or-treating yeah. um, places. And then some places encourage people to go to malls or shopping areas instead. So Yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, because Florida's a lot looser in terms of COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Which mean, could mean that trick-or-treating is much more going to be much more common there yeah. than it might be up here. That's right. Um, but we will see. I will have to uh, appraise the listener yep. in a, a, a late holiday happening once Halloween actually does happen. So I'm excited. Um, I still have... Dad gave me a couple of his uh, different Halloween decorations, which is fun. I still have a full body-sized skeleton and a... Uh, which is in one piece and a full size skeleton which is in two pieces <laughs> that's true yep uh and they're still both in my car i haven't unloaded them yet which i, I really should do because uh, right now i'm driving around with two full-size skeletons in my car but they're not in the front seat like sitting buckled up are they no well i mean like one of them's sitting in the front seat and the other one's like helping him get buckled up oh okay i see <laughs> yeah i like to move them around in different like scenes you know because you talked about doing that for the move is having him be in the seat next to you right so you can go hov exactly yeah exactly. i think that'll work yeah yeah that's what they track is just the <laughs> uh if there's something that is or once was alive right here your passenger seat. I think I can get away with it. It's interesting. Um, um, in, at work, in the parking lot, mm-hmm. I walked past a car, and it had an interesting female skeleton, like crazy skeleton in the passenger seat. And I went past, <laughs> and then I turned around, and I went back, and I looked at it, and other people started coming and looking at it. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it... And then um, a couple days later, she was in a different, like, a little bit of a different position. Had a different, like, I think she had a different, maybe a different hat on or something. Like, whoever's doing this is having a lot of fun. Yeah. That is funny. That That is is really funny. funny. 
because uh, it's such a uh, like a decoration that's so synonymous with Halloween. It's like one of the most simple ones that you can think of, along with you know vampires, werewolves, yep. skeletons, and ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah, right I think up that, there. I think those are some of the really the the big ones. Those four, along with maybe Frankenstein's monster, and a couple of other ones, but. Um, I came across an article on Time, which was talking about kind of the medieval history behind our Halloween fascination with skeletons. Uh, and this one's by Jack Hartnell. Um, so I was reading through it. It's really interesting, so I wanted to share it with, with you guys. So uh, you may have seen a fair few skeletons of late prancing around your cookie packaging or littering your neighbor's porch. But a fascination with our body's bones goes back much further than modern Halloween march, all the way to the Middle Ages. Skeletons were particularly important to medieval thinkers and writers working in Europe and the Middle East, who knew that the bones formed the body's foundation, a structural framework around which everything from muscles and nerves to veins and flesh were wrapped. Early medieval authors described most parts of the skeleton thoroughly through their medical treatises individuating their different functions the ribs uh, the skull uh, and all of the other uh, little pieces that make up you know make you who you are um, in counting the bones some medieval writers tended to uh, get a little stumped in terms of the numbers um, some counted 229 while others maintained that men had 228 two more than women who had 226. Others thought specifically that men had one fewer rib than women, a single bone missing in an echo of Genesis where God uh, created Eve out of Adam's side by taking a rib. But the confusion was uh, not the result of anatomical ignorance, rather it was just more of a practical problem of the bones don't just sit cleanly inside the body. Uh, white and easy to count. Yeah, it's so much easier on the skeleton. Yeah, exactly. Than a human being. So in uh, in the medieval period, they did have a pretty good sense of um, what bones went where and how many uh, there were in the body. Um, but in practical terms, medics across the medieval world knew precisely what to do with troublesome bones, offering a well-established repertoire of osteological treatments. The Persian author Mansur ibn Ilyas wrote of resetting fractured or broken bones using braces and tight bandaging to immobilize and realign limbs, followed by the application of various salves and medications to help the bones heal. So there were a lot of advancements uh, in parts of the Middle East and Italy in terms of um, treating dislocation and uh, kind of setting bones back in place and figuring out how to uh, to heal broken and sprained bones. Uh, but set against these uh, very kind of practical medical advancements uh, were more hopeful concerns of healers who thought they could tend to and revive living skeletons. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess if you don't know, anything's, you think anything's possible. Right, right yeah. And that was uh, the near constant presence of, of bones in medieval uh, cultures of, of death. 
this was probably their most blunt and by far their most prominent role in the Middle Ages, a marker of people's intimate and public relationship with the realities of living and dying in the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Where bones finally came to rest could be extremely important, a site of sadness, joy, memory, and spiritual exchange between the dead and the living. For most in the period, designating where one wished to be buried was something undertaken while still alive, uh, sometimes long before reaching old age or sickness. Honoring such wishes were particularly crucial, especially in the case of high-status individuals who, given their extreme wealth and easy ability for travel, uh, could die some distance from their uh, the resting spot that they wanted and then feel confident that their bodies and bones would be taken uh, where they exactly. requested. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you are wealthy, that might be a very elaborate mausoleum uh, that you would hope your uh, descendants and subjects would would go and think fondly of you and shed a tear <laughs> in your, your memory. You, the, the benevolent, benevolent ruler that you were, I'm right. sure. Yeah. And if um, you weren't, as you get closer to death, you might want to work on that. Yeah. I mean, as such powerful markers of death, medieval bones could also be made into more fantastical things. Uh, the opening stanzas of the Middle English poem, The Dance of Death, by John Lydgate, uh, writing from early 15th century. His poetry formed a central part of emerging late medieval interest in the macabre. Uh, there was in its first there was its first line suggests both a frequency and universality in the way people saw death cruel death so wise and sage slays all from those of low descent to popes and kings there you go the peace continues as a uh, tragic ruination on the Power of dying, phrased through a series of unfolding dialogues between people of different social status, from an emperor, a king, down to a laborer and child, with a strange skeletal personification of death who beckons them, in turn, to dance with him. To the modern mind, a poem like this, or the many surviving medieval works depicting frolicking skeletons and gruesome skulls, can feel rather graphic. They encourage us to presume that the medieval past was unrelentingly grim, with the bones meeting the eye uncomfortably often, uh, but mediated by a firm belief in religious afterlives and the strong healing power of medicine, these representations would be unlikely to have had the same shocking impact on the original owners as they might on us. There's, uh, there's no doubt that medieval bones were morbid things associated with death, grief, sorrow, and mourning. Two people of the era uh, of medieval Europe and the Middle East, um, the the range of how they saw these kind of graphic and grim dancing images of skeletons may have been fearful, but also respectful, hopeful, and even playful, like many of our Halloween decorations today. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it is interesting how the skeletons have become so connected with Halloween. Yeah. It makes me think of um, 
one of the earliest cartoons that was animated in a movie was yes, the skeleton I remember, I remember. Dan- yeah. was the skeleton dance by Disney in 1929. So I know that there was paintings of skeletons done before that, but you know that the middle people in the middle medieval times were probably used to skeletons because right. there wasn't for the common person um, coffins and things for them to go into, right? So they People decayed over time. There was a place that they buried them. So they were probably more used to skeletons than yeah. our society was. Well, and it was the most, it was the easiest and most common way to personify death. Yeah. And it was very common for uh, clergy and monks in particular to illuminate, um, and illuminate meaning uh, if you had a text, create fanciful images yeah. mm-hmm. around it. And a lot of these fanciful images, a lot of these writings dealt with death. So a right. lot of the fanciful images would include skeletons yeah. as a way to personify death. I wonder if Disney got his ideas for a skeleton dance from some of those poems. From Oh, yeah. Probably, I feel like maybe. Because yeah. skeletons dancing, dancing with death was a very common mm-hmm. uh, artistic, I guess, prompt for, yeah. uh, for medieval artists and writers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good uh, illustration. Right? Yeah. Dancing with death and having skeletons dance. Yeah, and I remember a lot of those early cartoons uh, would not just show skeletons, but a lot of them would show a character like taking his skin off. Yes. yes. And then his skeleton dancing and then putting the yes. skin back on. Yeah. Uh, some of those early, like, kind of surreal ones where uh, um, uh, it would be like a character dancing the whole time. Right. And just things would be moving around. Yeah. around the character yeah yeah um, which if you know you're on the younger side and you're not familiar with those cartoons definitely go and look them up because they're uh, they show skeletons in a very interesting light yes surreal is a good way to put surreal it. is a good way to put it yes. yes one of my earliest costumes that i remember getting and wearing was a skeleton costume oh that's interesting i remember having a skeleton mask too mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, I actually think I did a hole because I remember I had little skeleton, skeleton gloves. Yeah. yeah, I think I was a skeleton too one year yeah. for Halloween. So like father, like son. Exactly. So would you say that was one of your favorite costumes, Cole or Randy? Both of you, I guess. What do you think? Um, no, it wasn't one of my favorite, but it is one of my earliest memories. That was the Halloween that I woke up with a stiff neck. And I wasn't able to go to, except like just a couple houses my mom let me go to. But um, yeah, so that's not like a favorite memory. It's just a sad early memory of mine. So you you woke up with a stiff neck? Yeah. Sounds like you should have been Frankenstein's monster instead. So you wouldn't have to turn your neck and you could just be like, oh. It was was like crooked though. It actually actually fit well for the skeleton. (laughs) Because I was, it was a little bit to the side. So sure, yeah, you wake up with a crooked stiff neck. I don't know. As a kid, sometimes I would just wake up with these horrible stiff necks, and it would take all day for it to work out. Oh. And my mom was a nurse, so she would like cook up these concoctions and put them on like a cloth, and I had to wear these like these stinky, warm things on my neck. And by the end of the day, it was better. But that day, you know, it took till the evening. So I begged my mom to let me go to a couple houses and. Yeah, I didn't want to miss out on all of Halloween, and That's she let me go to a couple places. I didn't want to miss out on tricks or treats. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As Charlie Brown would put it. In Sally's words. That's, That's right. right. In Sally's words, yeah. Um, I don't think it was one of my favorite costumes either. Uh, it was a very simple one. It was a very easy one to put together. Yeah. 
I don't remember... Actually, no, I remember a fair number of my costumes. I was Thomas the Tank Engine one year when I was really little. So cute. So oh many days goodness. of Thomas, yes. Uh, I remember being... Um, I think it was like Robin Hood or Peter Pan or something. Peter like, Pan? Like that. You were also, hoping Robin Hood was. Also very little. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ooh, I remember a train. Um, I mean, not a train, a dinosaur. Mm. Yes. I, don't, I don't remember that one. I remember the coolest one we probably did was the one that Dad made. Yes. Because he made us robot costumes and you threaded lights and had like a little external, like a... Like mobile power source, yeah. and, and, and they used... were not—they were not common back then. No. It's not like today where you go buy the fairy lights with the little batteries. It wasn't that at all. Yeah, yeah. And I got a lampshade and I painted it silver to match the costume and cut out a little portal. So you put this lampshade over your head, <laughs> and that was the head yes. of the um, robot. So that was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, and that was really fun. The body was boxes painted yep. silver, and then I think you had. Um, like dryer vents for yes, arms. Yes, silver yeah. dryer silver vent. Dryer. <laughs> yeah. So it was quite elaborate. Yeah. It was. It was. You... That was really a cool thing. Do both? Is that one of both of your favorites? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was, I was um, very inspired by what Dad did. So I, I, I had a favorite stuffed animal. What was a, his name? So it was a pink bunny. What was mm. his name? Though? What was his name? Her name, Pink Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but that's what it was. So what was his name? We're and confused. you say that, but it was inspired by your bunny dad that you named Bunny. <laughs> so, so the so apple there. doesn't far, fall far from the tree. Huh? Yes, but I made pink my stuffed animal, Pink Bunny, a um, costume, a, a robot costume as yep. well. I'm glad yep. you didn't name Noel Black and Brown Dog. Yes, <laughs> yes, and interestingly, at um, as we were trick or treating, I ended up carrying Pink Bunny because. <laughs> You had arms and dryer vents and a big box, so I ended up carrying Pink Bunny around and something to carry candy in. Yeah, so. yeah, but it was that was really cute. And you I guys got that. a lot of comments from other yes. people. Yeah. On that was our first year living here, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, in, yeah. And we got extra candy because of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, I remember um, when we were a little older. And we didn't do trick or treating anymore. Every year we still had a we had a Halloween party that we went to with other kids at our local church. Um, so that was an opportunity to still do a costume every year. Yeah. Uh, I remember doing things like I remember being a mummy one year. Um, so do you remember any other ones, Sydney? I remember you were a crazy cat lady one year. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Yeah. So and I, I pretended to be like a little old lady, so I'd have my friends help me up from the floor and say, <laughs> Thank you, dear or something like that. I also so at the time I had super short curly hair. Like and really black. short and it was really, really dark. Um so I dressed up as Snow White. Yes. And it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. In fact, I, I wore that costume to a different um, party. Um, and it was um, uh, also had kids. There were some little girls there who, also, who were also dressed as Snow White. And they were, like, really excited that I was there. Yeah. Then we took a picture. Pictures? Yeah, yeah. With them. So that was funny. Yeah, that was pretty cute. Yeah. I remember I remember Snow White because you looked so pretty. You have that white complexion, black hair. Yep. You, you looked into the exactly storybook. like, yeah, yeah, exactly like Snow White. Like if 
you were in Disney World dressed like that, mm-hmm. like every little girl would want. There'd be a line forming yeah. <laughs> to take pictures with you. Yep. Okay. Noelle is so cute right she's now. So, it is like... As mom would say, she's so stinking cute. She has oh her little goodness. head resting on the table. We had to um, just now pause and take a, a brief break to take pictures of Noelle <laughs> uh, because she was being super, super cute. As one does. As one does. And uh, she was also super cute in various costumes that Sydney has uh, planned for her. That's right. She has a favorite costume for her. Speaking of costume talk. Yeah. (laughs) She's looking at you. Do you have a favorite costume for her yet? Oh, um, let's see. The teddy bear one was pretty hilarious. Mm -hmm. But she looked kind of miserable in it. I think I, like, got a size too small. So she probably won't be wearing that particular one again. The pumpkin was adorable. The it jack o' lantern. It was. Yeah. And was I so have cute. like a little, um, uh, like witch's cloak, witch's assistant for her. And um, honestly, I would really love to dress her up as a, as a barista. Like a Starbucks barista. <laughs> yeah, Starbucks barista. Starbucks barista. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's funny. funny. Or I could dress up as a barista and she could be like a frappuccino. Like yeah, she could like be that. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. An iced chai tea latte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's so, the right colors she is she is that is true yeah. I just have to get like a, a shirt for her and put like so, a brown something yeah like a white shirt and it's so fun when they're little and dressing I remember when our you two were babies and even at that age dressing you guys up like in I think Sydney had like a little pumpkin costume um, I was she was a little, little cow. cow. She had a little cow costume, yeah. yes, was which was basically a onesie. Yeah, uh-huh. with a little you pulled with a the hood. with a hood that yeah. you pulled over that had like the cow kind of ears, head, yeah. Yeah. ears on it. Yeah. it was so adorable. Yeah, and I, um, um, I remember watching home videos, and at one point I was a squeaky little mouse. You were a squeaky little mouse. Yes, <laughs> it's so fun at that age, like you you know with Noel as a puppy, mm-hmm. when you can just dress them up and yeah. they don't have a choice. They don't well, have opinions th- about it. <laughs> yeah. In Noelle's case, she'll like never really have a choice. Like, no <laughs> That's true. That's true. She'll want to have a choice, but yes. yes. I remember my favorite costumes um, were uh, homemade costumes as well. So my two favorite costumes when I was a teenager. Wait, let me guess. Was one the Tootsie Roll? One was a Tootsie Roll yep. and the other one was a crayon. Oh, very right. similar. And I, and I spent a lot of time. Yeah, similar construct. Right. To how you build it. But I spent a lot of time on those, like with the... Um, Trying to get the font right because this was like pre-computer stuff, so I had to like hand draw the font Mm. and and get the colors right. You know, painting and and then the construction of how to get it so it would stay on my shoulders. Yeah. Um. And and I have my arms out so that I could see and hold a bag for candy and Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. But at that age, you know, other than score, what did I have to do? (laughs) So right. So make costumes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I always enjoyed doing that too. Was I think I made a lot of my you did. You my took costumes. pieces from things and figured out how to yeah, and I figured out how to to make them together. Because I mentioned I did a mummy costume, mm-hmm. um, and that was that wasn't like one that we bought. You know, I had to go and get like the strips of cloth right. and the mask and yeah. uh, like the little kind of Egyptian gold mm-hmm. things uh, to kind of make it all come together seamlessly. Right. Um, you were always very creative. Yep. And I remember there were costumes that I had that I wasn't allowed to wear for, like, Halloween. Like, I had mentioned before, like, the werewolf mask and stuff like that, that Mom was just like, no, that's too scary. Okay, so 
this is Beth, and <laughs> I required you to be something nice for Halloween. So well, I think that as he just... got older, you you often would say to him, you don't want to scare the little kids. Right. So don't wear something that'll frighten the little kids. Right. Um, right. So you wore that for like the movies, like we mentioned before, making movies and things like that, or yeah. with your you know if your friends had a party, but um, but not to go trick or treating in the neighborhoods with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, one year I dressed up as um, Lenin, mm-hmm. the, the Russian. Not John Lennon. No, not Russian. John Lennon. <laughs> um, communist Lenin. Yes. And a friend of mine dressed up as Mao. <laughs> uh, and I remember us just like goose stepping together around the, the party. Oh, very fun. You know, in a very kind of. I think there's of, a video of that. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a video somewhere of it. Um, but I remember uh, having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, I also dressed up as, uh, just like a, like a Russian guy mm-hmm. one year or two. Cause you had, you had a hat that you had brought back from when you were in Moscow. Yeah. Um, so I, I know I used that. Uh, and I got like a thick mustache and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm trying to think of what else I had dressed up as over the year. I know Beth and I, do you remember we actually made one of our first couples costumes together? Do you remember? We were cards. And you made the card. Um, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And one of us was, I don't even remember what card numbers we were, but you made it. I did. <laughs> yeah. Is that funny? Yeah. It's yeah. like hard to remember that. And I think after the years after that, then when we would do couples costumes, we bought them. Yes. But that first year, you made them. And I ha- I may even still have them in the basement somewhere. That would be funny to see. Yeah. It's funny. I remember seeing pictures. I remember seeing a picture of you as a pirate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you as a, as a cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, the pirate costume stuck with me in my head yeah. as just remembering. Because you guys also were like, you were a knight one year. And mom, because that, that was a couple's costume yep. for you guys. Yeah. Because you were like. I was like a lady. You were like a, a noble lady. Yeah. Um, because I remember you had a really, you had a sword mm-hmm. that was like a solid wooden giant oh, yes. sword and yeah. it weighed a ton. Yes. I still have that sword because at my current work, some places I've worked within that place has parties where you dress up. So I have like three costumes that I cycle through. You do. A knight costume, a... You've got a uh, cowboy costume. Cowboy so. costume. Yeah. O- Obi-Wan. And a now Jedi. an Obi-Wan Jedi oh, yeah. costume. That was, a, that was a more elaborate one. That, that was, was a recent yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That Although this was pre, cool pre-COVID. Yes, so. pre-COVID. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, if, if this if COVID hadn't happened, I probably would have like dressed up as like a barista or, or something. You are wearing your basic witch Starbucks uh, oh, that hoodie. Hoodie uh, right now. Mm. Yes. yes. It's one of my favorites. And I have ghost earrings. You've got your ghost earrings. Yeah, They're really cute. So. Um, I'm all did ready. any of us ever dress up as a ghost for Halloween? I yes. dressed, up, dressed up as Casper as a little kid. That's funny. That yeah. is funny. Because you grew up with Casper. We remember that from last week. Yeah. And I think I had um, like one of those masks though with the mm-hmm. little rubber band thing oh, in the back. Those were the worst. So hot. They were like plastic. And then and if they, they the broke, you were done. <laughs> you yeah. And, wear... it, and it could sting your side of your head. Yeah. Oh. But that wasn't a homemade one. That was like the, you put the little plastic outfit on that you got in the box and that kind of thing. Um, one of the 
one of the ones that I remember um, getting is it was I, I was a flapper in college. Oh, yeah. I think I was um, I think it was my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. I remember pictures of that. Oh yeah, it was. I've seen pictures of that too. Like yes. you getting ready. Yes, and I and it was one of those splurges. I went to this this like serious costume place and rented the costume. Did you really? Yeah, like it was this. It was this. It was gorgeous. It was. I wouldn't actually rent a costume now. To you know, full disclosure. But back then I did, and it was it was gorgeous. Um, but I loved it. Uh, but that's I remember that one. Um, we had Halloween parties at in okay. college quite a bit, so I'm sure I'm just not remembering all the different right. things yeah. that I've been before. Yeah, um, I'm thinking that, and we had we had parties as young adults too yeah. when we were together. Yeah, I think though as as preteens, you guys dressed as uh, ghosts one year. Did we? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, don't remember With the, that. I do remember like cutting out sheets and things like that um, for you two. So I think. Okay. It was not a memorable year. No, because go, Ghost is not a very memorable yeah. costume. Yeah. I also remember, um, I think it was the same year. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cole made a face. <laughs> I think it was the same year that Cole was Thomas the Tank Engine. It was. Mm-hmm. Sydney was a tooth fairy. Yes. In fact, one, I had some teeth out. You did. That was perfect yeah. timing. Yes. And two, Dad taught me how to curtsy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, Who taught you how? Your father, not That's your mother. Right. Yep. Yeah. At one point, you were like, do a curtsy. I looked at you blankly. And you said, you do this, and you see the camera go down. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I mimicked that. Oh, that is funny. Most recently, because I had a Halloween party last year with some friends locally, uh, and Sydney, you came to that. What yes. were you again? Were you a witch? Um, so, going off of the, the, oh my gosh, the, the, what, sorry, no, it's something cute, um, the basic witch, um, hoodie, and, yeah, so I, I was a basic witch. I dressed up kind of like a witch, but in this basic witch hoodie, and I had a Starbucks with me, so I was basic, but, like, still a witch. Still a witch. Now, yeah. I had had another Halloween party the year before, and I think you wore that same hat. That yes, Halloween party. but that, that that was a um, Harry Potter hoodie. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, have, so, I have a theme. So you've, you've got a you're able to change the minimum like amount of clothing for it to qualify as yes. a new costume. Yes, it's the hoodie. I can, I can wear the same hat. I remember just, you know, that hoodies. year. I was a uh, like a mafios like a mafia guy. Yeah. Costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this past year. People would come to the party and did not recognize me at all. I didn't recognize you. You didn't from recognize a me, yeah, because I was I was Steve Irwin. I was the uh, the crocodile hunter, <laughs> but I had this like bright blonde wig yeah. that I was wearing, and you know I had a snake like dra- drooped around my neck. Yeah, um, you're wearing the part like the like the pants and everything, but your house was a bit darker and you had light, so it wasn't like right. super obvious that you. Like Halloween lights out. Yeah. 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 Like the orange and purple. Because I put, I usually put lights on the inside of the house as well as the outside of the house. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people did not recognize because if the, the listener doesn't know, I have very, very dark, short, dark hair. So it was, it was kind of a, a surreal. Blonde. Being long blonde hair. 
And, you know, of course I talked in an Australian accent, too, um, which was very authentic. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was that was a lot of fun. My girlfriend, Kelia, dressed in a dress that was like a Ouija board dress. Yeah, it was very yeah. unique. Yeah. Um, it was very unique because the entire, like, month leading up, she kept, like, getting me to guess her costume and being like, you'll never guess it, and then just, like, giving me hints and stuff. I got pretty close, but... I don't think I would have been able to guess Ouija board at right, all. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But that was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll have to think of um, maybe if you want to do a couple's costume or something. That's true. That's true. Um, we might be able to do something with all those moving boxes. That's right. That we, uh, <laughs> That's we just went down robots. with. Yeah. Right? You could just be brand new neighbors. That could be your costume. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We just bring the boxes with you everywhere. Neighbors can be scary. Florida man and woman. Florida man and Florida woman. Yeah. I'm sure your neighbors would appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Or I can dress up as Tom Brady and she can dress up as a football. Nice. That's perfect for Tampa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she will agree with that, but Mm, you never know. You never know. She could dress up. You could dress up as Tom Brady and she could dress up as Giselle. Uh, That's true. I'd rather her dress up as Gronk. Or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, but which shit? Like something that fits the theme. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when you move, you'll definitely have to um, put up Halloween and fall decorations, or wait to put up fall decorations until you're done with Halloween. But either way, very fun. Speaking of fall decorations, I was looking at like history behind like typical. Um, or staple autumn decor, and it came across chrysanthemums. Or, as we will call them from this point forward, mums. Mums, yes. (laughs) Which is so much easier to say. Yes. (laughs) They are classic fall flowers. They They are gorgeous. You will see them everywhere. In fact, we do still see them everywhere. Um, So, let's... So, um, yes. So, mums are loved for their many bright colors that will work well in fall decorating schemes. Now I say schemes, but it, it's like, you know. Yeah, like your... your um... Themes. Fall yes. decorating themes yeah. more. Yes. Um, so, native to the Orient and parts of Russia, the mum was cultivated in China around 1500 BC. By the 8th century AD, the mum found its way into Japan, where it was so well received that the emperor adopted the flower as his crest and official seal. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. To this date, Japan still celebrates an annual festival called the Festival of Happiness to celebrate the flower. The mum found its way into Europe in the 1700s and was introduced to the West sometime 250 years ago during the colonial times. Botanists named the plant uh, Chris. I'm probably going to botch this, but Chrysos, meaning gold, with anthemum, meaning flower. Thus, the chrysanthemum. The mum flower is the most popular decorative flower of fall with most home gardeners and florists. Mums symbolize optimism, longevity, and joy. Available in a variety of colors, ranging from white, cream, shades of yellow and gold, rusty, um, orange, and deep reds, to even pink and light purples, 
The buyer has a wonderful palette from which to choose. So which one are your favorites, Beth? I like the pumpkin spice colored ones. <laughs> and there are also two-toned. Yes. Because there is a fall yellow, not the bright yellow, but a fall yellow with kind of a rust center mm -hmm. that I love too. They're mm -hmm. both are gorgeous. But we buy um, pots of them. We don't, t we don't, if they're not in vases and things, we buy pots of them for the, our front porch uh, for decoration. Yeah. We actually, and I usually plant them when they're done in the mm -hmm. porch setting. And we've had luck with a couple. We have two huge ones. One out back, which is the beautiful orange, like Halloween orange color, a uh, yellow orange color. And then one up front, which is the deeper, um, am, I, am I saying that right? The one in the back is that is the fall yellow with the rust colored centers. Yeah, that's that right. I love. Right. That's the one in the back. And the one in the front's the red, the red, the fall red color. Yeah. Oh, that's just yeah. now starting to bloom. Yes, yes. And um, the colors mean different things. So the rusty and deep red symbolize warmth and love. Yellow blossoms signify happiness and energy, and white conveys purity and truth. So, I mean, just kind of general yeah. um, definitions. But the mum is second only to the rose in popularity. And according to Japanese culture, it is believed if a chrysanthemum petal is set inside the bottom of a wine glass, this will ensure a healthy and long life. Oh, that's interesting. Chrysanthemums then, I remember doing a, a series or a mini series on edible plants. Mm -hmm. Yes. So chrysanthemums must be edible. Yes. In order for them to put it into a wine glass. You wonder how many glasses of wine somebody had before they came up with that tradition. And how close they were sitting to the mums. Right. How, how it ended up there. Oh, this is a good tradition. <laughs> and one last thing. Another important economic use for the mum flower is a natural substance, and I'm going to botch this name, known as pyrethrin. Pyrethrin which is extracted from the seeds of the mum flower. These seeds are used as a natural insecticide and made into an, an organic insect repellent spray, making it one of the safest insecticides for use in the vegetable garden in areas where food is stored. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah it definitely must not be toxic, at least to humans. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so that was some interesting information about a beloved flower, especially in the fall time frame. Yeah, we yeah we really like them. They grow really easily here. They're they maintain in their pots really well, um, with only some you know you just have to make sure they're relatively watered. You don't right. have to overly care for them. And then when you plant them, the same thing. For us, we plant them, and if they survive, great. If they don't. Well, we get new ones next year, um, but we've had pretty good luck with them. I remember uh, visiting somebody in Ohio once, and they had shrubbery in front of their front house, like houses do, but they were mums. They were just huge, so they were oh, um, beautiful. So in the fall, they were just filled with um, the flowers. So, Ooh. yeah, very fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the colors are so great for fall. Definitely. They're so beautiful. They're kind of iconic for me. They really are. They are a staple, definitely, of yeah. fall. Very fun. Our future festivities are for Halloween week, the week of October 25th, when Cole will be in Tampa, 
and we'll be getting ready for the final preparations coming into Halloween. October 25th is Sourest Day. So think of like sour candies and things like oh, that. Wow. October 26th is National Pumpkin Day. We already have lots of pumpkins. I need to carve one before um, Halloween so we can get pumpkin seeds from them. October 27th is National Black Cat Day. Cole nice. has a little black cat named Onyx. That we she does. About. She was screaming at me for half the day. Was she? Well, she this is her day, October 27th. Yep. I'm sure she'll scream on that day, too. <laughs> <laughs> October 28th is International Animation Day. October 29th is National Cat Day. So the 27th is Black Cat Day, but all the rest of the cats are included on the 29th of October. October 30th is National Candy Corn Day. Yay! Beth had a little, some fun facts about candy corn a couple weeks ago. Um, so the 30th is Candy Corn Day, a very controversial day. That's right. And October 31st is Halloween. You can follow us on social media. We are on, twi- we are on Twitter at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, one word. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. We have we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page, and you can email us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. So, for Randy, Cole, Beth, and Sydney, Happy, Happy Halloween! Halloween.